Morning, everyone. Right, today isn't about Burundi, um, but um, can I just quickly um, say thank you so much for the amazing special offering that we took up recently, um, because we've got enough to buy the land in Burundi. Woo! Um, So thank you. Our Burundian friends are over the moon. I can't tell you what it means to them to have hope of... um, Oh, I might need to go a bit lower. Nigel might lose my notes, which might be a good thing. (laughs) That's great. Thank you. Sorry, I feel like I'm back in Burundi this morning. Right, okay. So yeah, as I was saying, our Burundian friends are just so overwhelmed by your generosity. They couldn't believe it. And uh, they are so excited that they are going to have a piece of land where they can build a house and farm in the future. So thank you so much. Absolutely amazing. We're blown away. Today, our topic is the unfinished mission. Um, And I want to talk... um, about what the unfinished part of that means. Um, But, you know, if there was more time, I'd talk a bit more about what mission is. But um, last year in February, I think it was sometime, I spoke about mission and laying out a biblical perspective of mission because we can so often think that mission is just about seeing the lost saved. And I set out in that um, talk I did last year that actually mission is about the glory of God to the ends of the earth. And it's about him having the glory and honor that he deserves. And so um, if that's not your understanding of mission, please um, check out that um, talk from last year because there isn't time to go over it today um, because I want to really speak today on the unfinished part of the mission. Um, But just to very briefly summarize um, the whole aspect of the glory of God, Isaiah 43, 7 says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Did you hear that? Who he created for his glory. That's why we're here. Isaiah 43, 21. The people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. We're here to praise Jesus, to praise the name of our God. And John 4, 23. The father is seeking worshippers. We are here to worship. So John Piper expresses this so well in his book, Let the Nations Be Glad. Mission is not the ultimate goal of the church. Worship is. Mission exists because worship doesn't. Worship is ultimate, not missions, because God is ultimate, not man. When this age is over and the countless millions of redeemed fall on their faces and before the throne of God, missions will be no more. It is a temporary necessity, but worship abides forever. It if worship is the goal of mission, uh, worship is the goal of missions because in missions we simply aim to bring the nations into white hot enjoyment of God's glory. The goal of missions is the gladness of the peoples in the greatness of God. It is also the fuel of missions. You cannot commend what you don't cherish. I love that. The goal of missions is the gladness of the people in the greatness of God. And what it's all about is bringing the nations into white hot enjoyment of God's glory. So please bear that in mind today as we uh, go through this message. 
So we know that God had a plan in history, and I know the last few weeks um, that has been laid out for us. And of course, God's plan wouldn't have been possible without Jesus, who God sent into the world so that all could know him, that anyone who believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. And so our mission is to see God glorified to the ends of the earth. And we now get to play a part in God's redemptive plan in history. It's not just that we're saved and that's okay. God has more for us. We get to play a part in his plan in history. In Isaiah 40, 49, we read, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and to bring back those of Israel that I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. And then Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So I want us today to focus on the Great Commission. That very famous passage in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. That says when Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, go there and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Our mission is about bringing about the obedience of the faith for the sake of his name among all nations, as is referred to by Paul in Romans 1.5. You know, it's not just about making converts, but transformed lives which honour Jesus and bring glory to him. And it's for all nations. Jesus is very clear about us going into all the world and about making disciples of all nations. It is vital that we understand what this means for us today. We tend to think of the nations as countries, but the word nations, um, which is used in the Greek, is actually the word ethne. And that means ethnic group or people group. A people group, a definition is a people group is a group with a common sense of identity, history, culture, beliefs and language. And Jesus is commissioning us, his disciples, to make disciples of every single people group, not every single country and there's a huge difference if you have a look at the slide there's a slide um, if you just ping that again uh, Ethan please it should bring up maps of Nigeria oh back one and then there should be a little map that comes up that's it Nigeria is one country but 400 uh, sorry 543 nations it's amazing isn't it and what a difference that makes to the commission that we have um in Revelation 5, 9 and 10, we read that Jesus' blood purchased men from every tribe, tribe, tongue and nation. Sorry, With your blood, you purchase men from every tribe, tongue and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on earth. So in this passage, we see God's love for the people he created that cost him its, his life that caused him to shed his blood for each and every one of us, for every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. Jesus deserves his inheritance, doesn't he? So how are we doing? How are we doing as Jesus disciples his church in respond to this command? How are we doing in this mission of reaching 
every unreached people group. Can we just look at that slide, please, called the unfinished mission? Um, You will see there a map of the world, and those red areas are actually made up of dots, and every one of those dots represents an unreached people group. Shockingly, there are, out of the um, 16,900 people groups in the world, 7,000 of those groups, which is 41% of the world's population, is unreached. And even more shockingly, unreached doesn't mean unsaved or lost. Unreached means that they don't have any way of reaching their own people group. This basically means there's less than 2% of believers in that people group to be able to reach them. There's no churches there. There's no neighboring Christians that can lead them to Jesus. They've not even heard of the name of Jesus. So unreached is a people group among which there is no indigenous community of believing Christians with adequate numbers and resources to evangelize the people group without outside assistance. And there's a guy called Ralph Winter, and he gave this definition. A people group within which there is no indigenous community of believing Christians able to evangelize this people group without outside, that is, cross-cultural assistance. Unreachedness is thus not defined on the basis of whether there are any Christians or not, or whether there are any missionaries working among them or not. It is defined on the basis of whether or not in that culture there is a viable, culturally relevant, witnessing church. 7,000 people groups with less than 2% of believers in them, where there's no reproducing church. It's shocking, isn't it? And you know what? In over half of those groups, there's less than 0.1% of Christians and no known church planting movements. In many of those, there's no Bible. You know, there's, uh, I was reading that there's over 7,000 languages, but the Bible's only been translated in, in its completeness in about 675 of those. There's not even a Bible where people can read the word of God and know the word of God in their own language. The task before us is huge. And this isn't about numbers. I realize that these numbers are hard for us to grasp. But this is about people's eternal destinies. This is about real people's souls. And it's about God's love for them. And today, I just believe God wants to come and he wants to stir us, which for some of us, this is something that we're not aware of. We've not heard before. It feels too too far out there. But I believe what God wants to come today and to do a work in our hearts, to catch us up with God's heart for those that will perish unless this situation changes. And uh, I've just got some slides um, of some of the unreached people groups. There's just, I've got 11 pictures. There's obviously not enough time to show you all 7,000 um, people groups. But um, if you could just slowly take us through those um, pictures of the unreached people groups and just look at these statistics. These are not small tribes with just a few thousand 
although even if they were, Jesus still has died for them. These are millions and millions of people, some of whom have never heard of the name of Jesus. They don't get to celebrate him like we did this morning. They don't get to have the hope that we have. They are destined for hell. I'm not trying to be heavy today. I want God to come and stir us because we should find these things sobering. You know, we live in such a comfortable existence, even though we have challenges which are really real. We don't have the challenges faced by many of these groups around the world. The reality is that for most of these people groups, the unreached people groups, the 6,900 people groups representing billions of people, they're in the hardest reaches, reach, sorry, hardest places to reach in the earth. They're in countries that are almost impossible to go into as Christians. They're places where other religions have a stronghold. They're often the most dangerous places and there are places where and they're in places where persecution is rife. Let's have a look at this slide. The 50 largest unreached groups. This represents 1.5 billion souls, one-fifth of the world's population living in these 50 largest groups. And not one of them has an indigenous church capable of taking the gospel to their own people. You know, when I was preparing this, I was reading about Coca-Cola. And apparently Coca-Cola has a mission to put a can of Coke in the hands of every person on the planet. And the reality at the moment is that the name of Coca-Cola is better known than the name of Jesus. And I find that so shocking and I find that just like, in, you know, my, my, my spirit is just screaming out with inside me, this is not okay, this is not okay. Church, we have been called to make a difference in this day. We've been called to be a radical people. I was just talking with um, Robert just at the beginning of the meeting today and he just said to me, you know, don't we need to be more radical? And, and within me, I just everything just rose up and it's like, yes, it is time for us to take this commission of Jesus seriously. And it's time for us to get out of our comfort zones and it's time for us to set aside our, our own um, desires and agendas in life and say, God, please, Use me in whatever way you can, because these people need to be reached for your glory, that you may be glory, you may be glorified in every people group on the earth, that you will get the inheritance that you deserve, Jesus. Sorry, I've lost my place now. Um, I've made a little present for you all today. Um, I've got some of these prayer cards here and I think some of the stewards have got them and they're going to go around and, and give uh, everybody who'd like one one of these cards. Um, these cards have been produced by um, a group called the Joshua Project, which is a very well-respected research initiative which have given themselves to finding out information about all the people groups that are unreached around the world. Um, they're Information comes from people working on the ground and uh, if they have a most amazing website, the website's written on here, joshuaproject.net. Please, 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 can I plead with you, if you have internet access, please go on this website and have a look at it. It's an amazing website. It's also very sobering. 
You'll see photos of all the unreached people groups. There's maps, there's quizzes, there's handouts, there's um, videos. And you'll be able to find out so much from that website. But today, you have a prayer card, which hopefully is two-sided, and you will have the names of two people groups that you can take away with you and that you can pray for. And you'll see on these cards, it gives you information about where they are, the population, the number of countries that they're in, their status, which is all unreached. I've only printed off the unreached ones. Whether they have a Bible or not, how many Christian adherence there are. I hope this will fuel you to pray and there are all 7,000 of these are on the Joshua Project Project website. Please look at it. If you get chance, there's one particular video called Tears of the Saints. It's six minutes. Please watch that and let God stir your heart. But for us here today in Gateway, how do we respond? How do we respond now that we know that this is the state the status today of the unfinished mission. You might be saying to yourself, this isn't for me, this is is too far off, this is for some with an elite call. And I believe that God would say to us, no, this is for every single one of us as his people. And I believe that God wants to come today and I believe that he wants to, to call us to surrender our hearts afresh to him. And I believe it starts with our hearts being filled with a, with a passion for his glory in the nations, that we would align our hearts with God's heart and that we would know how passionate he is for his glory, to see his kingdom established in every far-flung place on the earth as well as here in Swindon, in this town, in this nation. And I believe he wants to give us a passion not just for the lost, but for the unreached, for those that we've heard have no means at the moment of being reached with the gospel. I want us just to think for a moment about the people that we have among us who are from other nations. Can I ask you, please, if you're from another nation, if your cultural heritage is not British, could you just raise your hand, please? Um, That is amazing. Guys, look around. That is a big group of us that are from other nations and that means we have contacts into other nations it means we have inroads into other nations guys if you're from another nation you're here for purpose and we are so glad that you are among us we really are I just felt as we as I was preparing this I just felt like God was saying I have positioned people here for purpose and that's all that's all of us whether we're British or not British but for those of for those from other nations we have such an opportunity because you have inroads into your nations. If you go onto the Joshua Project website, put in your nation, I expect you'll probably be shocked when you when you uh, search and you find out how many unreached people groups are in your nation. For some of you, God has brought you here to do a work in you and to send you back to be the answer in your nation because you're going to be able to reach your culture and your nation in a way that none of us from outside of it ever could. You're here for purpose. Do you remember uh, 
some time ago, there was a word given to Gateway that's often been referred to, a prophetic word, about people being sent here um, and then sent out from here, that we are to be um, a sending base and a receiving base. And I feel like these are the days where we're going to see this more and more and more. And uh, if we could put up this slide, please, that shows Nepal. Um, Nepal is one of the least reached people groups Uh, Sorry, Nepal is one of the countries that has the most least reached people groups. Sorry, I'm getting my words in a muddle today. And I chose Nepal as an example because, as you know, probably we have a large number of Nepalis among us. They they, uh, meet over in the east. But what a gift God has given us in this church that we have people who know and love Jesus as part of us in Gateway from one of the most un- reached areas in the whole of the earth and and uh, if you look at that 275 people groups in Nepal 266 of them are unreached with people destined for hell and yet we have an inroad into that nation I find that exciting you know I find this whole thing very sobering but then when you look at the opportunities that God has given us and you think it's not like one of these things where it's oh like God this is too big we can't do anything about it it's like yes we can God has called us for purpose here Gateway Church me and you together to make a difference And we are talking at the moment with um, Philip and some of our other Nepali friends. And we're saying, how can we serve you and your nation? And we're talking about doing an exploratory visit into that nation next year. And just saying, God, what would you have us do? Would you give us one unreached people group that we can reach? Would you give us more than that even? I find that really exciting. I think that's incredible that we have this inroad. That we can make a difference. But we need to rise up. And we need to pray and we need to pray for our Nepali friends and those from other nations. And we need to be getting behind them and encouraging them and praying that that God will lead them and speak to them about where they should be going and, and opening up doors before them. We can make a real difference. We need to be faithful with what we've got. We need to harness the opportunities that we have. You know, for some people here, your way of playing a part in this mission, as well as praying, will be giving. You know, I just was thinking about Philip, and I've not even spoken to him about this, but Colin and I met with him a while back, and we were talking to him, and we were like, when can we go? When can we go? And he's restricted by the amount of holiday he can have in a year as to when he can go. And then as I was preparing this, I'd be like, wow, maybe the day is coming where actually Philip needs to be released from the employment that he's in at the moment. So he is free to go and pioneer and we can get alongside him. And that's going to take resources. It's going to take people with generous hearts who say, you know what, I will, I will pay so that you don't have to, you don't have to, to work and just you're not confined to holidays anymore. I'm not saying that's what we should do, but it's just, that's an example. It's something that was in my heart of, how, of what's going to need to happen if, if we're going to be pioneering into these, into these situations. I need to wind up. But first of all, let's look at what we've got in the UK. Um, If you could pop up those slides, please, of unreached people groups in the UK. Some of us will go to unreached people groups, I believe. I believe God will put that challenge before us who would go. But, you know, in the UK, we have 
105 different people groups. And out of those 105 people groups, 32 of them are unreached. So in this nation, we have people from 32 of the unreached people groups. And again, if you go onto Joshua Project, search the UK, you'll find the people groups. Their faces um, were up before you then. We don't even have to go to another nation to reach the unreached. They're actually among us. And when you think of the amount of people that are in the UK that have come either as asylum seekers or refugees or for work purposes or are students, again, we have the most amazing opportunities right on our doorsteps. We don't even have to go to the ends of the earth. We don't even have to to get on a plane We just need to love people and make friends. And God, I believe, wants to just work in our hearts. And you know, we're in days when there's often great resistance to those that come from outside of the UK with all the issues. And I just feel like God would want to say to us as a body today, church, will you welcome and love people regardless of why they're here? Whether their motives are genuine or not, will we see the opportunity that we have to reach out to people, to love them, to serve them, to get alongside them, to see them encounter Jesus and to believe that God has brought them here by purpose. It's not an accident. That God has brought them here because he has a destiny for them and he has a destiny for the nation that they have come from. You're very quiet today. (laughs) But seriously, I believe we really need to get before God and we need to say, God, would you search our hearts, please? And would you give us opportunities? Would you give us people in our workplaces or that we bump into in the supermarket or at the school gate or wherever it may be that we can reach out to those of other faiths, those of no faith? Not just to see them converted, but out of a genuine love for them. Let God use each one of us here in this place in answer to this great need in the nations. I want to I ask you now if you would um, respond. You know, Jesus has already purchased men from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Scripture tells us that Jesus won't return until every people group has been reached and that we get to speed the day of his coming. Check out 2 Peter 3. Jesus deserves his inheritance, doesn't he? He has already given the ultimate sacrifice for me and for you. And I believe he would say to us today, are we ready to lay our lives down for him? Are we ready to get before him and pray with all our hearts for those unreached people groups? And later on, after I've gone to the East, Rebecca um, and Hubert are just going to come and they're going to talk a bit about praying for other nations. But are we willing that our souls would feel, our, our spirits would feel the pain of those that are lost? Are we willing that we would sacrifice to be able to give to enable others to go? 
Are we willing to lay down our heart attitudes and let God come and change us so that we are welcoming and receiving those who come amongst us? And are we willing for some actually to lay our lives down, that we would go, that we would go to some of these unreached nations, that God would give us inroads. You know, in regions beyond the family of churches that we are in, we have people that are in pioneering church planting situations in nations that we can't even mention. It is happening among us, but it's tiny. And I believe I just was thinking for the young people in particular, guys, do you want your life to matter? Do you want to do something radical for Jesus? You know, when you're at this point in your lives, get before him, ask him, what, what could it be that you, you can study? What can you give yourselves now that will mean that you can get into some of these nations in the future? You know, you can't turn up as a Christian minist- uh, missionary if you're going into some of the nations in the Middle East. That, that's not going to happen. But you could go as a teacher or you could go as a medic or you could go as a water engineer or whatever. If you're serious, guys, about God and the purposes of God in your life, I really believe God would say to you, ask me, ask me, and I will lead you. I'll help you to make choices now that will position you for where God wants you in the future. Can we stand, please? I want to read to you just a quote from John Piper. The same book I quoted from earlier, Let the Nations Be Glad. God is pursuing with an omnipotent passion a worldwide purpose of gathering joyful worshippers for himself from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. He has an inexhaustible enthusiasm for the supremacy of his name among the nations. Therefore, let us bring our affections into line with his and for the sake of his name. Let us renounce the quest for the worldly comforts and join his global purpose. Amen. And can I just ask you, please, if you, if you want to respond in your heart to what I've shared today, sorry, I feel like my words have been all over the place, but I trust that God is speaking to us. If you feel challenged in any sense in your heart today, would you please just hold out your hands before, before God? And if the band could uh, come back, please. Would you just hold out your hands before God? And first of all, first and foremost, would you just ask him to, to fill you afresh with his Holy Spirit And to give you a passion for the things that he is passionate about. That he would would give us that grip us with a passion for his glory in the nations. And that he would grip us with a passion for the lost and specifically for the unreached. If you want God to do that in your heart, it's got to start in our hearts. Please just hold your hands out before him and surrender to him today. And expect that he would come and stir you in the days ahead. This isn't something we can make happen. It's not something we can just, we can just say, oh yeah, I want to be passionate about this. It's a, it's a work of God in us. It's by, his, it's by his spirit. So if that's you, please just hold out your hands and just let God come. And let God do a work in you that would change 
how you see things. And somebody earlier was saying about perspective. And I'm like, yeah, we need God's perspective. We need, we need to see the world with his eyes. And we need to look out with, with his, his heart and see things how he sees things. And it will change how we live our lives now. Guys, do you just want to start playing something? And then I'm just going to call out three other groups of people in a moment. Father, would you come by your spirit here today, Lord God? Father, we thank you for your incredible passion and your love for each and every one of us. Lord God, thank you that you you send people to, 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 to reach us, Lord. Lord, there were other people involved in our journey of salvation, Lord God. And Father, would you help us to play the part that you have for us, Father, in, in pioneering into other situations, Father, where we can take this incredible good news of, of who you are and what you've done, Lord God, that we would play our part, Lord God, in your redemptive plan in history, Lord God, cause us to rise up, Jesus. Lord, I ask, would you awaken us? Would you shake us out of our comfort, Lord God? And Father, would you put in us a passion, Lord God, for your glory in every nation of the earth, Lord God, to see your kingdom established, Jesus, and to see the unreached reached with the good news of Jesus, Lord God. Do it in us, Lord God, and do it through us, I pray in Jesus' name. Come, Lord. And I'm just going to ask you to come to the front today. If you are from another nation and you feel stirred today, if you feel that maybe one day you will go back to your nation or that somehow what I've said today has resonated with you, that you are positioned here for purpose, could I ask you just to come to this side so that we can pray for you? You don't need to have it all worked out. It's just if you feel God stirring you today, could I ask that you just come, please? And if you feel a call to another nation, if you feel a call to pioneering situations or to the unreached, could you come uh, this side, please? And we would love to pray for you. And can I ask you, please, if you do feel that God is calling you in any sense, if you've had any prophetic words that you don't really know what to do with, again, you don't have to have it all worked out, but would you come and would you please talk to somebody, talk to Rebecca and Hubert. They have oodles of experience and they will be more than happy to help you on your journey. And as a church, we want to serve you. So please talk with your small group leaders. Let one of the elders know. Talk to myself. Because guys, this is a new day for us. God wants to to give us such a passion for the nations. And there are going to be those that, that go. And so please come and please respond to God. Take a step of faith today. Let us pray for you, if that may be you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, please just... Focus on God. Let's just worship him and let him do a work in our hearts. And if there's some people, please, some leaders that could just come and come and pray for these people.
please respond if God's stirred you in any way, please. Amen.